everybody. How you doing? And welcome to episode number 92 of the John Riley Project. I am so pleased to have as my guest today a Rancho Bernardo author, Mr. Greg Harris. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, John. How are you doing today? I am doing good. Um, you know, you got your book, The Summer of 78, and I read the article about you and your book in our local paper, in the Poway Chieftain, and thought, man, you'd be just a great guest to have on the podcast. Well, thanks. thanks. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so tell me a little about yourself. You're from Rancho Bernardo. Um, I've been in the area for 45 years, if you could believe that. Really? Yeah, we moved to Penasquitas in 74. And then I've been in Rancho Bernardo since 88, probably. So I've been in right here in this little area for 45 years. Wow. So yeah. you're a local. Yeah, I've seen a lot of changes. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in the day, Rancho Bernardo was like literally like a ranch. That, that probably predates both of us. But, yeah, uh, that's, that, that predates that, us. Yeah. That's going way back. <laughs> but yeah, 45 years in the community. Yeah, good for you, man. You're a local. You're oh, like the yeah, real deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was just, you know, reading you know your book, The Summer of 78, and was reading the article in the Poway Chieftain and learning about you and your background. And I guess you went to high school here locally, too, right? Yep. Went to Mount Carmel. Okay. I was uh, first class to actually go there four years. Oh, wow. So I was there when the school opened. I think back then, um, like maybe just prior to you, I guess everyone in this area went to Poway High, right? That was it. Okay. There was only one, Poway. Okay. Then there was Mount Carmel. All right. So were you there with Billy Bean? He was a ball player he was there. class of 80, yeah. Class yeah, of 80s. I know Billy, yeah. Right around that time. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Um, so anyways, what, what inspired you to write this book? Well, we have a travel blog, my wife and I, called anotherboldmove.com. Mm -hmm. And I've really into writing. I, I mean, I've just really been enjoying it. And our followers seem to really enjoy my writing. Mm -hmm. And this is about maybe four, four years ago or so. We were organizing the garage, and I found a cigar box full of 35-millimeter slides. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, what, what are these? So, you know, I grab the slide. I try and put it up to light. I'm looking. I'm going, oh, my God, this is that trip I took in the summer of 78. Right on. Yeah. I go, ah, you know what? There's there's a story here. I want to write a book about this story, about this, about this trip. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't really seeing much because I didn't have a slide projector. I was just looking out. I just, I go, you know, I need a slide. I need something. I need to be able to see these pictures. Mm -hmm. I have to. Mm -hmm. So I go, oh, I just go to Costco, right? Have them put them on prints. Right. Well, Costco doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, slides are pretty old school, oh, right? Oh, yeah. No, you can't. You know, you can find one or two guys that will do that, but, oh, my God, it's expensive. Really? Yeah. Well, it's a specialty now. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So I was thinking to myself, hmm, well, maybe I get on Craigslist and just find a, a slide projector. Okay. Someone's got to have one of these things for sale somewhere, right? Right. And sure enough, someone in Penasquitas had one for like 40 bucks. Cool. So yeah. I loaded all the slides in the carousel. Put it up on the wall and just going, oh, wow. So you just relived it all over oh, again. Flood of memories. Yeah. Flood of, yeah. Uh, some things were just crystal clear. Right on. As I was looking at all these slides, I'm going, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So that was really got me motivated to write this book. That was awesome. Um, 
you know, the photos just take you back. And, oh, yeah. and you remember back in the day, like when you used to bring your, your, you know, your film to the, you know, the, the Kodak place, you would check off print or slides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just a natural thing. Um, but yeah, now and it's awesome <laughs> that you found a slide projector to see it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so, I, so I found the slide projector, yeah. super motivated. Yeah. And then I found a company down in Kearney Mesa to put all the slides on a disc. Mm-hmm. So then I was able to access the pictures to include in the book. And the cover is from the actual picture of us on our trip right there. Well, once you can you show the cover to, to everybody here? Because I think it's just a great cover. Look at that. It's old Volkswagen bug right there, yep, the beetle. That's it. Loaded up on a dirt gravel road. Middle of nowhere. I'm thinking somewhere in Idaho, the best I could remember. That is just great. I love that picture. So, um, and yeah, this is a real deal photo from your trip, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is one of the slides that you dug up on that, uh, in that it fateful was. day in your garage. It was. The moment I saw that slide, I knew that was going to be the cover. Perfect. There were a lot of slides, but this one just screamed, mm-hmm. here's the cover of the book right here. You got the font just right, too. You know? <laughs> well, that took a little. <laughs> I mean, that was... A few iterations to get that one correct, but yeah, yeah. good yeah. work. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I mean, tell me about the book, you know, fill us in on some of these great stories from the summer of 78. Well, you know, I don't want to ruin the book and let every, all the cats <laughs> out of the bag, but you know, the essence of the book is the day after we graduated from high school, me and my buddy jumped in my BW and took off five weeks. And this is true story. And I hit on all the spots we hit and all the characters we met and all the old friends we ran into and also reflect back to when I was even younger than like when I was living in Idaho Falls, I reflect back to that and some other stories from like happened before the trip actually took place. Mm-hmm. But if you don't mind, I, I would love to read the first chapter. I think that'd be great. All right. So here's the first chapter. And I'll, I'd also just like to forewarn the audience. <laughs> you know, 17, 18-year-old boys, there's a little bit of cussing every now and then in the book. No, that makes and the, some of the passages I'm going to read, there may be a little bit of cussing. So It makes the story colorful. Well, I mean, it, it makes it true. <laughs> it makes it real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So the, the first chapter is entitled, A Grand Adventure. God damn it, Freya, focus. Where's your head at? Yells the coach. I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, here we go again. It's senior year in high school and none of us are focusing but Frilly is always an easy target. And why not? He's good-looking, charismatic, and smooth-talking, and he's dating the hottest girl in school. It seems like even the coaches are jealous of his charmed life. <laughs> Dave Frilly was the first person I met when I moved to San Diego. It was at two-a-days practice for freshman football at Mount Carmel before the school year began. We just hit it off and became fast friends. That was 1974 now here we are in May of 1978, and graduation can't come soon enough. The day after graduation, we are jumping in Herman, 
my 1970 Volkswagen Bug and heading the road for a five-week trip of the western United States. A grand adventure, a two-man tent, our fishing poles, and 22 caliber rifles in the back seat. Everyone thinks that we are talking shit. Oh, ye of little faith, I'm only 17, but will be 18 in a week and a half after graduation. We have a nice loop planned through Nevada, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, down the Oregon coastline, and back into California. We'll be visiting my friend in Idaho Falls. I lived there for three years, the formative ones, between 11 and 13. Idaho was fun, but San Diego was more to my liking. Toward the end of the trip, we'll be in Sacramento, my birthplace, visiting my aunt, cousins, and childhood friends. Our last stop will be San Jose to visit our friend Susie. You're probably thinking, Herman, who names their car that? Isn't a guy's car supposed to be a she? (laughs) Well, Herman is a she. The Encinitas Herman Cook license plate frame inspired the name. I got a great deal at 650 bucks. She's a faded red without dings or dents. She always starts, is dependable, and like most bugs, leaks a little oil. (laughs) The gas gauge also doesn't work, but the trip odometer does. So I just have to be sure to get gas around 240 miles. I've only run out of gas a few times, but I always carry a skateboard and a gas can in the front hood for when it happens. Herman has a roof rack, and we plan on taking the bench seat out of the rear and folding the back down for more storage room. She has a new set of bias ply tires. She's good to go. A critical component of any road trip is music. I just got a swing and deal at Pacific Stereo on a Pioneer AM-FM cassette deck. None of our tapes are going to get eaten. We are each bringing a briefcase full of tapes, killer mixtapes and plenty of Neil, Ario, Steve Miller, Elton John, Ted, Frampton, Stones, America, Leonard Skinner, Rush, April Wine, and even some Jimmy Buffett, just to name a few. But graduation is still weeks away, and the days just drag on. We are in no man's land, senioritis, completely done of high school, but still stuck in it. We spend our days putting forth minimal effort and screwing around, blowing off classes, running an underground newspaper, hitting the beach, and dreaming about a grand adventure. Yeah, that's a nice setup right yeah, there. That, that sets the book up right there. Yeah. Gives you our itinerary, where we're going, what we're doing. 650 bucks for a car, man. Isn't that's, that great? That, yeah, that's a great <laughs> one. And... Um, I, I, you know, when you when you said the briefcase full of tapes, I remember. I think we all had that, right? Oh yeah. Where yeah. you'd open it up, and there was a slot yep. for every cassette. You got it. Yeah. And and they were all lined up. And man, those are all those are my greatest hits right there, man. <laughs> Skinner. I mean, Rush. I'm a huge Rush fan. Um, it's Frampton, The Stones, April Wine. Yeah, that's that's a, a yeah, Neil Young. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a soundtrack for the summer of '78. You got it. You yeah. got it. It sure was. And you know. The 78, man, people were still using 8-tracks then. So cassettes were a new thing, weren't they? People were still using... I talk about that in the book. Okay. My buddy's sister still had one. What, an 8-track? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. With a big, like, trunk, like, in the middle yep. of a song? Yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, man. I mean, you guys are... And the senioritis thing. I mean, we all experienced that. Didn't we? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The spring of your senior year in high, you're mentally checked out. You're ready for the next Big thing. Yep. And um, 
and, and your buddy, you know, Fralia, the dude is, um, I mean, I know that's a big part of the story, but, you yeah. know, he was, you know, a blessed young man. I mean, look at this, you yeah. know, dating the prettiest girl in school. The coaches and teachers yeah. are jealous of him. And Yep. He, he had it all going. He sure did. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then Herman Cook, Volkswagen, those guys are still in business. Oh, yeah. They're still in instant use. Yeah. yeah they're big time. They've been around forever. Yeah. 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 So great, man. This. Yeah, it sets. I mean, music especially. <laughs> the music really sets it up nicely. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember I had my my cassette briefcase. I'd have some of the cassettes I buy at the store that have sort of the the proper artwork, you know. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were homemade, you know, with handwritten, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, things and just yeah. all mixed together. It, that's just a great yeah. thing. Well, you know, when I was writing the book. That's when it all started coming back to me, the nostalgia and how, I mean, just thinking about it, eh, yeah, it's 1978. But then when you start writing the book and reliving all the stuff, you start talking about pay phones and mm. tang, tang and like <laughs> no air conditioning in the cars and yeah. Chicks wearing ditto jeans. Dittos, and, dittos, yeah. I mean, just start going, wow, <laughs> this, this, this is, this, things were different back then. They were, you know, in some ways, maybe better, arguably, <laughs> in other ways, definitely much more, less civilized, uh, I should yeah, say. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was definitely a different a, time for sure. It is. You know, um, a friend of mine told me this a long time ago. I never forgotten it. And is that the music that is most special to you is the music of your senior year in high school? Huh. You know, and that's the music that is a big part of your life and defines sure. a lot of uh, you know your 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 fandom of music and the the bands and artists that you enjoy. Yeah, in the book, there's some friction regarding music. Uh oh. Yeah. For all, yeah, for some reason. Like I said, I don't want to give the whole book away, but for some reason, hung up on Steve Miller, Fly Like an Eagle. <laughs> Could not play that enough over and over. It's just like, yeah. oh, dude, let it go. So there's some scenes in the book where we start to get at each other's throat regarding him always wanting to play that. Well, and I remember there was a, there was a part in the book that I read, and it was all about how chicks dig Frampton, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of references like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's funny how some of those songs, for me, you know, I listened to them back in the 70s and enjoyed them. And then they got to a point where they were overplayed a lot on the radio and you kind of burn out on them a little bit. But then like 15, 20 years later, you hear it again and it sounds fresh again. Sounds fresh and oftentimes has a little different meaning than it did when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, it's it's more than just a cool tune. It's yeah. actually the poetry means something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So you're setting off and, and and all the adventures are captured here in this book. And, you know, there's it's great. There's a map here and it shows the route you took, um, yeah. you know, from S- San Diego up to Vegas, Salt Lake, Idaho Falls, Jackson Hole, West Yellowstone. Boise, Portland, Sacramento, San Jose. So how long did this trip take you? Five weeks, right around there. Five weeks. Okay. The whole time we stayed in a two-man tent, except for when we were in Sacramento, San Jose, and Idaho Falls. Other than that, we were 
like the book, middle of nowhere in our two-man tent. Right on. Yeah. So did you just like find a, like a park and just set up shop and, um, or a rest area? Or a- <laughs> um, mostly it was campgrounds or just yeah. BLM land or national forest land. You just yeah. camp anywhere. I mean, perfect. Yeah, we just set up a tent. Yeah. That's an adventure right there. Oh, yeah, it was. Like I said, it was crazy. I was 17. Mm-hmm. He was 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, I turned 18 on the trip. But there we were, you know. I just, I don't know if any of my buddies would allow their kids to do that today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. The, especially, the when you, especially when you consider we had 22 rifles with us. Right. I mean, come on. You're not driving around with rifles in the back of your <laughs> VW anymore when you're 17 years old. Exactly. Touring the country. But, but, you know, this is like a rite of passage, right? It's like where, you know, the, the teenager becomes a man and goes has a, mm-hmm. a streak of independence, getting out of the house, five weeks on the road with your buddy. Um, that's, that's cool. Yeah. You know, a lot of the feedback I've gotten from people have read the book, they laugh a lot, they cry, but they also all have a similar story of right when they graduated or sometime in the middle of their college years that they did a trip very similar. Yeah. It's like everyone has that memory. Right. At least folks our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you're finally, you know, you're free, right? Yeah, oh yeah. You're, you're breaking out, you know, you're, you've caught your wings and you're leaving the nest and, and, you know, the whole world is out there for you. Yeah. Well, it was a great time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now look at us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very different, yeah, very different time, you know, and the greatest thing is, is you, you I, 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 you know, reading parts of this book, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of stuff skirting the edge of legality, you know, and that's what makes it kind of exciting oh, yeah. and adventurous. Um, I think it's so great. Um, wow. Well, I'd like to read another scene if I could. Please. Yeah. Okay. So let me set this up. This will be in the second chapter. So it's our first day of driving. We're on the 15. We're probably a couple hours past Las Vegas, and we fig- we just finally realized that we actually go through just a little corner of Arizona on our trip. Hmm. Because when you're on your 15 from here all the way up to Salt Lake, just a very little corner you clip through, and there was a town in there called Beaver Dam. So okay. we decided, well, we're going to stop. Yeah. You know, let's hit Arizona while we're on this trip. So I'll pick up from there. I said, this is the second chapter. Okay, 20 miles of Beaver Dam, according to the trip odometer I state. Damn, it's hot out. It's got to be over 100 degrees. Thank God for the wing vents, really, says. No <laughs> shit. Can you imagine if we didn't have them? Yeah, we'd be dead. Beaver Dam better have a store, and they better have Gatorade. A hostess chocolate pie would also be good, I say. And a couple of Abba Zabba bars. <laughs> you brought $300 in cash, right? I ask, wanting to verify. Yup, so did you, right? Yes, I say. Everything we want, the Beaver Dam store has. We drive down the street to a shaded park, put ice in the cooler, have our snacks, and take off. 
I quickly get behind a semi and draft off him. The guy is sucking us along 80 miles per hour, and I'm not even on the gas. Nice. We were just getting ready to enter the Virgin River Gorge when out of nowhere, John Law is on our tail. He hits his lights and siren, so we pull over. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, I yell. I can't believe I'm getting a ticket. Fuck. Ha ha. You fucked up, Harris. This cop is going to nail you. Hello, officer. <laughs> I calmly say as he walks up to the car. Hello, boys. Do you know why I stopped you? Speeding, I ask. You are definitely speeding, and you also appear to be stupid. Drafting off of semis is not a good idea. They can't see you in their mirrors when you're that close. It's a good way to get killed. Do you understand me, son? Yes, sir, I say. I'm actually pulling you over for littering. We are both completely puzzled. Littering? Yes, littering. Your passenger left an empty ice bag with Abba wrappers in the park back in Beaver Dam. Frilly speaks up. Sir... I assure you that was an honest mistake. We are not litter bugs. It must have accidentally fallen out. Our parents did not raise us to be litter bugs. Honest mistake or not, son, I'm writing you a ticket for littering. So, I ask, no ticket for me? Warning for you for speeding and drafting. Ticket for your pal, the litter bug. I'm grinning ear to ear, doing my best to keep from laughing. It's funny how some adults can completely see through Frelly's shit. Where are you California boys going? Idaho Falls, I answer. Why? He asks. I used to live there. We're visiting some friends. The cop says to Ferelia, License, please, Mr. Smooth Talker. Hmm. How much is this going to cost me? Ferelia asks. You'll have to call this number and speak to Judge Heaton. Have a good day, boys. Now get out of Arizona. The cop isn't even back to his cruiser, and I'm laughing my ass off. Mr. Smooth Talker? Ha! Good one! I can't wait to tell everyone this story. He saw right through your shitty Eddie Haskell imitation. <laughs> You're such a dumb fuck. Fuck you and Arizona, Frilly Fumes. Get me out of this state. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Haskell. Um, yeah, really drafting um, off yeah. of a semi at 80 miles yeah, an not hour. Not too smart. No, I mean, just <laughs> pulling Herman along, right? Oh, my God. Dude, not even touching the gas. It's sucked along. I mean, how, how far away were you from the too back close. bumper? Okay, too close. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and the and the wing uh, windows, you know, the... Yeah, the little side things. Those, like, triangles. Yeah, exactly. You just point it so it's just blown right at you. Right. Yeah. Those were the windows, I remember, as a kid, when adults were smoking in the car. Yep, they have the yeah, crack. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you know, here we are, 100 degree plus heat. Yeah. No air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, is that even a thing now? Um, we would be dying. <laughs> yeah, we would. Uh, but he had, a, he had a big, you know, uh, cooler of ice. Probably I was keeping a little bit cool in there. But yeah, you probably sweating bullets oh, that yeah. whole trip. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's what made it an adventure. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it was. And there's, so the book's chock full of stories just like that. Right on. That's a good story. Things we ran into, things we did. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you'll laugh. I bet you get a big kick out of it. There'll be a lot of people our age that will really, really relate to this book. Like you said, we've all gone through mm -hmm. this as a rite of passage, and for you know, 
people I, you know, I was I graduated high school 82 so we're pretty similar oh, age yeah. so we you know we're kind of from the same era and we kind of knew the vibe back in the day mm-hmm. 1978 we, you know all of us will get a chance to relive our own memories as we read this book yeah you know I'm what I'm looking forward to is hearing from 17 18 year olds now reading this and uh, see what they think see what kind of I mean are they thinking like Really? Yeah. Or would this be something they'd get excited about? Want to do? You know, so, you know some some young people are going on road trips. You know, um, especially if they're in college. Heck, my son is going to school in Albuquerque. He just did a road trip to Lubbock last weekend. Nice. You know, a little five hour roadie. It's not like a five week trip right, like right. this. Um, but yeah, you know, um, like you say, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think every kid that age. Should hit the road. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a learning experience. There's one point in the book where Frilly makes a statement about he felt we learned more on that five weeks than we did four years in high school. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably right. I mean, it was a real eye-opener. A lot of corners, a lot of turns, a lot of people trying to take advantage of your youth. Just a lot of, I mean, just being on your own right, right. out of the chute. It's not like you're in geometry class, no, you know. No, no, no. I mean, you're learning about the world around you. You're learning about yourself, yeah, and how you can handle yourself. Um, you know, a and thousand you miles. Get, from how you get along with your best friend in a little VW and uh, a two man tent for five weeks? Yeah. So you probably had there's a little friction. From <laughs> oh time. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, and uh, and then you got back five weeks later. So it was like what June, July of seventy eight. Um. Mid-June, then we got back towards the end of July, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Yep, and then we didn't even talk to each other for months. Yeah. Oh, you, we're so tired of each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You kind of OD'd. Yeah. Um, you know, without giving away any of the stories, what were some of the more beautiful places you remember visiting? Grand Tetons. Mm-hmm. We did a hike around Jenny Lake that was just... Fabulous! It was just really mm-hmm. something that was beautiful. Um, outside of, well, we're in Redfish Lake, which is in Idaho, mm-hmm. not too far from Stanley, Idaho. That was beautiful. Idaho Falls, eh, not so much. Mm-hmm. Middle of Idaho is beautiful. Oregon coastline, it was pretty. Now the Columbia River Gorge. Yeah. It was just, it was huge. It's gigantic oh, yeah, it's across. Huge. I yeah. mean, it's like a lake. Exactly. It was huge. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. No, it was, like I said, it was a lot of memories. It really is. Have you revisited any of those places now as an adult? People keep asking me that. Really? People say, you should retrace the whole trip. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe a couple of spots, you know, to see how different they are. Yeah. No, a couple of years ago, we were back in the Grand Tetons. And we did the same hike, uh-huh. and it was it was still really nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, and we're, I was in Idaho Falls a few years ago, also, but I haven't been to Redfish Lake since 1978. I'd like to go back there, probably. Yeah, yeah. just check it out. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we say, times were different then, but maybe the places are still the same. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Let's find out. You know, I mean, it makes the adventure interesting. Yeah. You know, because, gosh, that was. Uh, little, like 40 years ago, right? 40, yeah, 41. 41 years ago. Wow. 
Yeah. That is something. Amazing. Um, so uh, tell me like a little bit, if you mind taking a little bit of a side tour here, as an author, okay, you know, we've had other authors that have been mm-hmm. here on the podcast. Tell me about the process of what it took you to write the book and, you know, print it, publish it, um, market it. I mean, what, how's the business side of being an author? Um, a lot harder than writing. Uh, yeah, it, it's really hard to sell books. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, it took about two years to write this, but that was on and off. Mm-hmm. It's I found it very hard to discipline myself to write every morning. I'd get on some hot streaks so where I would write every morning for like two, three weeks. Then something would come up and I'd fell out of the routine. Yeah. Another week or two passed. I had to pick it up again. Mm-hmm. But the writing was fairly easy. The dialogue came really easy to me. It was just easy to visualize the two of us talking. Right. Really easy to visualize it. Some points, it was just coming out of my mind so fast that I couldn't write it down quick enough. Because mm-hmm. everything was just written, handwritten on a notepad. Oh, wow. So I got a big stack of notepads like you wouldn't believe of this thin little book. Nice. And I'm lucky enough to be married to a wonderful woman who I could hand her this stack and she put it in a Word doc for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you are married to a wonderful woman. Yeah. She said never again, though. No, yeah. <laughs> um, so the writing was fairly easy except for the punctuation. Okay. I guess I like using a lot of commas. Okay. And I guess I had some problems with past tense, present tense, getting them mixed up. But, but you were in the flow, right? Oh, boy, you, it was coming writing. out of me, dude. Yeah, so that's okay. Just get <laughs> yeah, it on paper. Exactly. You can fix the semicolons yeah. later. <laughs> so once I got close to finishing the book, that's when I said, well, I need to figure out. I knew it was going to be self-published. I mean, I wasn't going to try to get someone to solicit this and get someone to do it. No, I knew it was going to be self-published. Right. And that was a big learning process, too. I mean, there are so many outfits now that will help you get it self-published. But the biggest guy is Amazon, and that's where this book's available through. Mm-hmm. So I actually use a company called Elite Authors in New York to help format it for the Kindle and the paperback. They designed the cover and the back of the cover. If you can see, it has kind of the outline of a map on it also. If mm-hmm. you can see that. So yeah. they designed the cover. Nice. Like I said, it took a couple times to get the font exactly how I liked it. And then uh, they helped me input it into Amazon. And then, uh, then the first hundred books were pretty easy to sell. Right. You know, friends and family. Yeah, of course. And after that, it, it's hard to sell. Oh, yeah. But, you know, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, being a published author is a big, big deal. You know, it gives you a lot of you know street cred, right? That's what everyone keeps telling me. Yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, it's like a thing you can say, man, bucket list. I'm a published author. So bravo to you for that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine it, it's, you know, that's why these authors do book tours, right? Yep, yep. That's why they come on podcasts, right? Exactly, to talk yeah. To talk about yeah. the book and get f- people fired up about it. And, um, 
you know, that's how people learn about it. You know, they, mm-hmm. People refer it. They share it. And I, I think the fact that you're a local author here in Rancho Bernardo and people in our greater Poway, Rancho Bernardo, Rancho Penasquitos community, Carmel Mountain, they, we should all latch on to this. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> because it's a story not just about you and your adventure, but it's representative of the youth that came from this area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you and also it's a way to support a local author. That sounds great to me. All, everything you're saying sounds great. <laughs> yeah, so this is good. Um, but, uh, you know, you're you're selling the book. Are you getting people buying the ebook version, or are they mostly buying the hard mostly, paperback? Mostly paperback. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's 90% paperback. Okay. Yeah. I thought it would have been close to 50-50, but no, mostly paperback. Well, I, you know, I, I'm thankful for the one you gave me, and it's and it's personally signed by you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, so um, when did when did this book become available? Right before Labor Day this year, so just a little little over two months old. Okay, so it's fresh off the press. Yep. It is. Yeah. That's great. So, any plans to do more writing? To do more writing, yes. Mm-hmm. Whether I do another book or not, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll continue to write on a travel blog, right? Because that's uh, – so I love writing about places we just visited. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fresh my mind. I can usually tell a little story about what we did and give some people some insight. I mean, I like to think that our blog is entertain and educate. Right. So I try to do both those things on the blog. I've started writing something else, n- another memoir type of thing, but I'd say I don't know if I'll – We'll see how this does, whether or not I pursue another book. Yeah. I mean, this is a major effort, but a yeah. passion project, too, for you, right? Yeah. Yep. So your travel, I say a travel blog, this is really just an enhanced version of that, really, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So what's the name of your travel blog? Anotherboldmove.com. Anotherboldmove.com. Yeah. So what are some of the places that you've covered there in the travel blog? Well, we have a 25-foot Airstream that we take out on the road. When my wife's on a break from teaching. So mm-hmm. we've been all over the West. You know, been to this summer, we we're in mostly Colorado, hitting like Great Sand Dunes National Park, mm-hmm. all the way up the Steamboat Springs, Pagosa Springs, Cortez, just all over Colorado. And we've been in, so only the West, we've been all the way out to White Sands. In New Mexico, a lot of time in Utah. Utah's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It's spectacular. Yeah. yeah. And we, we're both mountain bikers, so a lot of time in Utah mountain biking, you know, up the California coast, Idaho. That's when we were in Wyoming, saw the Tetons a couple of years ago. Nice. Yeah. Mostly the West, but it's always an adventure. This is great. So, I mean, you're a... You're a travel blogger, a travel enthusiast, <laughs> a travel author, you know, and um, and out there, you know, it's a 25-foot trailer. Yeah. How do you like living on that? It's all right for after about three weeks, it starts getting a little tight quarters. But, yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a um, a couple here in Poway, and they recently transformed their van, and now they're going off on these van adventures driving around wow. the United States, um, just totally captivated by the energy and the fun of just 
the open road and seeing where life takes you. Nice. You know? Yeah. So oh, it's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. yeah. Great. What's your next trip planned? Do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> Not that exciting. Okay. Uh, Potrero, I think it's pronounced Potrero mm -hmm. County Park. Okay. Where's that? It's uh, really East County, not too far from Tecate in Mexico. Okay, right on. So we'll actually go down to the border and walk across and spend some time in Tecate. Okay. And I'll be just a few days during Thanksgiving. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That'll be a good trip. Yeah. Looking forward to it. We haven't been there yet, so. Okay. Yeah. Super. All right. So how, how can they get a hold of this book? What's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, you the best way to get the book is through Amazon. Mm -hmm. Just search Summer of 78, Greg Harris. Okay. And it's $9.99 for the paperback, $4.99 for the Kindle. Mm -hmm. And if you want to contact me, you could contact me through anotherboldmove.com. Okay. You can leave us a little message there. Okay. Just like you did. That's how I contacted yeah. you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I saw the article in the local paper and I said, oh, I got to reach out. And that's how I found you Yeah, is through that. And so we connected and, I'm, and it turned out we have some mutual friends and <laughs> it just made this a really interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah. So, Craig, thanks for joining me. Uh, it's my pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Okay. And good luck, um, you know, promoting your book and, and best wishes on your next adventure. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right.